Brain Candy Podcast episode episode seven forty five. Oh my gosh! I thought I thought I was saying on the last episode we were only on like episode seven thirty something. I know. I'm way. I'm. Where am I? Where was? Yeah, I? man, you're in the past. Live I in am. the now, man. Yeah. Here we are. Forty what? Five. That's a great yeah. number. Is it? Yeah. Was it fuchsia? No, it's like turquoise. turquoisey and a little bit of red and a little bit of green. 45 is Christmas, so. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. And weird. Okay, anyway, um, yeah, what's new in your world? You have any uh, hot goss Oh, share? God, I wish I did. I wish you did, too. I I know. Nobody has told me to smile recently, so that's been nice. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. That was a big one. I got a lot of uh, uh, people who wrote in well, about every, that. Everyone hates that. And and I can't – I really – it had been a long time since it had happened. And you kind of forget what it feels like if it hasn't happened in a while. Do, do you think that it hasn't happened in a while because you're getting older? Because, like, they only do it to, like, cute young things, I think. Yeah. And so – it probably will diminish I, over I time. I also think Colorado's different. I do mm-hmm. think that. I think that this is a sweeping generalization, but if I, somebody who has lived in LA and like born and raised in Los Angeles, like whoever is born in Los Angeles, no one, like four people, that's it. Right, probably. right. Uh, like, so somebody born in Los Angeles, grew up in California their whole life. Women, in my experience as a woman, are more appreciated for their skills and abilities. Hmm. That makes sense. Rather than what they look like Youth or and beauty. who they know or are connected to in Los Angeles and California. Yeah. yeah. Like different value set. Yeah. Like if you, if you, and it's, and it's not, and it's almost like, yeah, it's a different value set. Mm-hmm. It's it's how you take care of yourself, how you treat the outdoors, how you spend your free time, whether your free time is spent engaging with nature or in like, you know, how you present to the world. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like a lot of uh, uh, people in Los Angeles spend a lot of their free time and money on bettering themselves in a superficial way Mm -hmm. rather than in experiences. And this is nothing against that. I am saying this as somebody who loves all those things, but there's like about, it it doesn't, it, there's a priority in California for that and not here. And I like that. Do you remember when we were talking about how if somebody enrages you on the road, that it's like funnier and better to do thumbs down than it is to do the finger? Yes. Would that, do you think that would work if someone tells you to smile, if you just went boo and then gave them like a thumbs down? Yeah. Cause you have to shame them in the same way. So they're like, it throws them off and they're thinking about it. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Cause it would totally catch them off guard. Boo. 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 <laughs> Please. Yes. I'm telling you nothing. Cha- nothing. Well, work for me. I'm never picking flowers again. Right. For many reasons. Yes. I'm I'm sold now. 
for many reasons. Please. I'm I'm I am a I am all about yeah social you know, norms. Protect the pollinators, leave the flowers. Yeah, they're okay. But, so booing works is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it does. So maybe I'll try that because I feel like if you just smile or giggle, then they get what they want. And yeah, if you get if, mad, then they think you're a hysterical. Right. So what if you stayed straight faced, didn't even say anything, and just gave him the thumbs Love down? Love it. That, ooh. Yeah, dead eye thumbs no down. No emotional reaction because you can't mm-hmm. give them what they want, you know. All right, ladies, if you're listening, mm-hmm. one of you is going to be told to smile soon. Okay. okay. Get ready with that thumb. Yeah. And the and the dead pan look of yeah uh consternation yeah oh good word thanks <laughs> good word. let us know how it goes okay but how are you on i mean i wish i had some big story but I not I too much i guess like no news is good news well lincoln um participated in the you know, the first football game, they have like a pep assembly and they wanted everyone to dress in the colors of the school and which are black and gold, which is also the Steelers oh, call. Yeah. Of course. So Lincoln decided he was going to do that. And there was like a contest. Oh, yes. Right. So, you know what happens? Like it was all hands on deck. We were just like, what are we oh, going to do to I be winners? This. Right. Yes. So we're like buying all this stuff and like getting all this gear and getting them all layered up. And so he goes off to school and then when I pick him up, he's like, well, number one, I won. But number two, there was a second part to the contest that I didn't know about. Oh, no. It was a dance competition <gasps> in front of everybody. You know which... what? This is great. And he won? He won. Hell yeah, Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. He was real sore the next day, though, because his legs were, like, tired. He was doing that Russian dance where you kick your legs up, oh, like, job, in Link. a squat Yeah, that's position. hard. Yeah. I, I probably, you know, level of difficulty, 10 out of 10 on that one. <laughs> If that isn't his mother's son. I know. I know. It's so the sad. The school mascot. He's got right. that in his future. That's <laughs> the family like, business. Follow the family's footsteps. Yes. <laughs> so you just funny. like like pass down the giant fluffy head. <laughs> right. It's like passing the torch and I'll be like, yeah. son. Yeah. There are three rules to mascotting. <laughs> cheer, cheer, cheer. <laughs> Well, I was I was mostly proud that he was not embarrassed. That is so. He, look at Link; he's good. really getting out of his shell. I'm so like, proud. This of is him. awesome. Yeah, that's good. Happy about that. So that's what's the latest around here. I mean, it's just it was a big moment in the Butler house. Aww. Uh, another big moment is when we got our wild grain delivery. Yum. Obviously, yum. yum. Oh. <laughs> There, I'm telling you, you know what I'm dreaming of right now? The English muffins. Oh, the muffins. I see that. Yeah. They're, cause here's what's, what you guys are thinking right now. Oh, like I've had an English muffin. No, you have not. No. The English muffins that you get at the grocery store regular mm-hmm. are not like the, these are like two inches tall. I know. They're so, they're substantial. Yeah. They're it's fluffy. not a wimpy muffin. They're dying for hollandaise sauce to be put on. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Eggs Benny all day. Yes. Oh. All day long. Chef's kiss. So good. Um, Wild Green has tons of products. It's pastries and pasta and bread that comes frozen when it arrives. And then you put it in your freezer and then just take it out when you're ready to eat it. 
and it's ready lickety split and it really does taste like bakery fresh mm-hmm. and it's got that slow fermentation process. So it's easy on your stomach and it's tastes delicious. So what more do you want? Jeez. Now you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries that you like. If you want a box of all bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have that. Plus, for a limited time, you get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgreen.com slash braincandy to start your subscription. You heard me, free croissants in every box, and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgreen.com slash braincandy. That's wildgreen.com slash braincandy, or you can use our promo code braincandy at checkout. Yum. Yumalish. Oh, gotta get back to the show, Sarah. Thinking okay, about an yeah. egg sandwich. Snap out of it. Bacon. Um, I watched the John McEnroe documentary, which is on John McEnroe. Oh, tennis player. Yes. Okay. Tennis player. He peaked in like seventies, eighties. Yeah. But he's is he the one who yelled a lot? Yeah. Okay. He yeah, is. he's kind of a dick. I know. I was you loving love it. it. Huh? I do. I love it. Because you know what? You know how tennis is so uppity, so snobby, yeah. so like white. Yeah. And I do love, even though he's a white man, when someone comes in and says like, fuck off, this is yeah. not that serious. Yeah. Like stop it with your like, what are they, the like rules of decorum. Right. Even now, recently Adam said to me, hey, did you hear, I think it was at Wimbledon that women are now allowed to wear like black yeah shorts so because they were having to wear white even right. when they're on their period <gasps> right oh. and so now they're like but now if you wear black it's probably like oh yeah, yeah. she's got a grandma panties in there yeah. and whatever but i mean just the fact that that's a big deal right. in the year of our lord 2023 is insane <laughs> to me <laughs> it seems crazy it is crazy it you do have to. Who is making mix it these up white people are so weird? So weird, and what all of it is is just to keep other people out. Mm-hmm. It's totally rooted in like racism and discrimination, and you know marginalization, all that stuff. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know. Yeah. That, like, uh, uh, we had. I knew some people who used to do lawn bowling, and it felt the same. There are so many, like, you got to wear all white. You got to wear all this together. Like, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. It feels like this is, golf right. was like that at one time. Big time. Big like, time. Oh my God, Serena Williams, the shit she had to deal with. Still. Right. I mean, every move she makes, they were like, what is this? What is happening? Right. On the I court. mean, the, uh, the funniest thing in the whole world. I mean, and saddest. If I funniest, I mean like, ha ha uh, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, when they tried to say that her competing at three months pregnant was an unfair advantage. What were they talking about? Like, what? How can you even make that with a straight so, face? So some people were, some people try to say like, oh, you're at, like, okay, so hang on. What is it? We can't be president because yeah, it's we're too not, emotional. We're too, or it, we have an unfair physical advantage if we're like. How could they seriously make that and not bust out laughing? I mean. Right. Unfair advantage. I love it. Like it gives you superhuman strength or something. Right. Come on. Okay. Well, she already has that. So whatever. Um, But I did enjoy the John McEnroe thing. Maybe it took like a white guy to break the rules for then other people to have more freedom. Yes. That is using your privilege 
in a, a effective way, in a way. But I mean, I don't know if he was intentionally, intentionally doing it like that, but it does like, help. He, like, okay, so there's this famous outburst that he have, had at Wimbledon, and he, he was always yelling at the umpires. I asked Adam, he said that's what they're called. It sounds like wrong, but they're called right. umpires. These guys that sit up on that chair. Yeah. Sure. And, um, do they wear stripes? They feel like they don't, I don't think, yeah. but they, he was mad about one call and he did that, this line where he was like, you cannot be serious. It hit the line. Chalk flew up. And when he said chalk flew up and then I watched it and chalk definitely did fl- fly up. I was like, okay, but he's a dick, he's, but he's right. 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 I would be the same way, at least yeah. inside. Yeah. Cause well, and, and it's the same with, if you want people to be really revved up and, and competing at a high level and passionate about playing their game, mm. it's hard to, in the same breath, in the same breath, like try to like hold them accountable and like be like, rein it in. You can't be like passionate and, and enthusiastic. Like, yeah. yeah. Like it, I feel the same way when they get like, I don't know, NFL players in trouble for like i don't know being rowdy what? out in public i'm like you got you literally trained them to do this like this is what they do all day long you've you've conditioned them to respond this way and you're surprised i mean it's not like we shouldn't hold them accountable but we shouldn't be surprised when we see that same kind of behavior mm-hmm. you know it's like i don't know I mean, so i can imagine that sports people get like that like even you know? when I watched the Michael Vick documentary about the, you know, the dog fighting Ooh, yeah. ring that he had, obviously I, that's repugnant, but like he, in his... It's funny you kind of made a dog pun right there. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say it. How often does that happen? It like, is crazy. so often. Usually Jeez. we get people who write in. Like I wonder, we're just always making puns all day long, like in regular life. The only <laughs> reason we long. notice is because we have it recorded. It's repugnant, correct? It is. And, but in his upbringing, this is just a part of life. They, they fight dogs. Yeah. That's what goes on in the certain parts of the South. And so, yeah, it's gross and it's against the law, but it is also very culturally, uh, contextually uh-huh. appropriate depending on how you grew up yeah. so i'm just saying like what you're saying where they recruit these people right that right are often from vulnerable populations and they're like but why aren't you acting more right. civilized yeah right it's ridiculous it is anywho yeah. um i was entertained by it but he is his wife came on and she was like you know john's probably on the spectrum and it's like he even said, like, I ha- I have no empathy. That's a real flaw for me. And, you can like, see it. Yeah. Wasn't he on, like, The Apprentice or something like that? Where did I see him? Was not he? In, yeah, it, I, I swear. I saw, I... I would love I know to see him. That. I got to know him not... Because I was too sport. young to really know mm-hmm. him as a tennis yeah. player. I knew him as a celebrity. Uh Yeah. I love it. I lo- that's so funny. And that is the good thing about those shows that have like old, like aging. Yeah, he was on The Apprentice. I knew it. Did he win? Uh, wonder season what season. finale it says. Wow. I think John. so. 
Man, he's Maybe. a real renaissance man. Oh, no, he made a cameo on The Apprentice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I could yeah. see how he'd be good at that, though, because if you don't have a lot of, like... Yeah, he was only on one, one episode. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have a lot of empathy, you'd be probably really good in business. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But, I mean, he still holds all kinds of records. He was excellent, but, man, he could not control his temper. I think more people are on the spectrum when we look in the past and like, you know, I just watched the movie Oppenheimer. I mean, I'm like, come on. Okay. Cause I watched the Oppenheimer documentary. Oh, tell so, me everything. Well, I was curious, like how he they was made portrayed. him way too cool. I think so. Way too cool. Although they did say in the documentary that he sort of developed this persona on purpose because he was so awkward of Oppie or whatever the nickname was. Oh, yeah. He he was like intentionally trying to be cooler. So maybe he was. Yeah, I don't know. I could see that. Did he seem likable? He seemed like he was... Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm watching the actor's portrayal of him, and he seemed like somebody who had different goals and objectives in life than what normal people had, Mm -hmm. where it's a life in pursuit of scientific discovery rather than relationships and connections. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the realization of the way that his creation almost made disconnections like mm-hmm. and that and and separated him more like from that and i just think that was good writing and and well acted you know i don't know mm-hmm. if that's the, i would be interested to see the real story terrible movie for female portrayal of characters if i have didn't say that already in a previous episode no you didn't okay Wait. i came out of that movie and i was like Thumbs down, boo, to the the female characters in this film. There were two. One was a terrible mother who was an alcoholic, and the other one was schizophrenic and killed herself. Spoiler alert. Lovely. And well, they all the, have four lines. And I was like, okay. The documentary made it clear that he mistreated women and oh, that yeah. he... It was, they framed it as the way that humans <sighs> can have multitudes because he's Jewish, and so he understood oppression and how, and why we shouldn't. Um, you know, mistreat different kinds of people, but yet at the same time had like a blind spot or whatever about the equality of women. Yeah. And they glorified it in the movie. I think they made it look almost, they like romanticized it, I should say. Okay. And they did not. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I I was like, "Mm," I, I didn't leave feeling like it was a movie at all made for me or even like it was through a male perspective. I do think that the um, things that I've learned about how they did the special effects in it are awesome and amazing and super cool. But just like two things can this be true. This is for a teenage boy, time. just like every other this movie. Is, yeah. This is for Christopher Nolan. And I'll tell like, you what's made for me, and that's caraway, bakeware, and cookware. Definitely. I'm in the market for something new. I want a new, I want one of the new, mm. uh, like a, a new skillet pan you know yes that i i rave reviews Mm -hmm. everything i've ever gotten from them has been top of the line the best cookware and bakeware i've ever had and then they're real pretty yeah so like i have the dutch oven already 
And now I want to expand the line because we're only using stainless steel and I need another option. I need something for like quick. I'm telling you, know. you eggs, your life will be changed. Yeah, eggs. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the, that's the thing. So I can't recommend them enough, but the best part about them is they work so well as nonstick, even though they don't have the toxic chemicals. And that to me always feels like you have to pick one or the other. Do you yeah. want it to be toxic or do you want it to be non? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. And so you don't have to make that choice. You get non-toxic and non-stick. Visit carawayhome.com slash brain candy to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash brain candy or use code brain candy at checkout. Caraway non-toxic cookware made modern. And I always see this at the other stores without the discount. So there you go. Did they make it the Oppenheimer film? Did they sort mm-hmm. of make it clear that part of the reason why he felt justified in developing this technology that was so, you know, uh, murderous Mm -hmm. or potentially harmful to the world is because they felt like they were stopping Hitler and then stopping a race too. And they knew the, I, I, I learned this when I don't, I, you know, this too. Anytime you narrow your field of study, you realize that there's like 10 people in all of it. And it's like all the same people. Like when I watch videos of like the early days of psychology and therapy, it's the same 10 people at every single meeting at every single, even when I watched the Mr. Rogers documentary and they, they were, I was like, what? That's who he's talking to about. They're all Mm -hmm. talking. It's the same five people. So the world of physics was very similar where it was the same five people. 10 guys who were, you know, making all the, the, what's his name? Niels Bohr, Bohr. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, then yeah, there were, look, I'm going to think that I know how to name physicists right now. I know one. Then there's like Einstein and then there's Oppenheimer and then there's like two others. Mm -hmm. And so when these major world powers were recruiting physicists they were not like oh we're only going to find german ones oh we're only going to use american ones they were like what can we do to persuade all these different countries like what can we do to persuade these physicists to come and and make weapons for us and it's like he who has the biggest gun or bomb or whatever wins. And so I think that, uh, Oppenheimer knew who was developing bombs for Germany and knew that if he, if he didn't find a team to develop it faster, it was who gets there faster and they had a head start. Right. And so you do feel justified in making something like that because it's like, well, if somebody's going to make it, it ought to be the quote unquote good guys now. Right. That's to be argued who's the good guy or whatever. But that's probably what his logic was, right? Yeah. There, uh, one of the craziest videos, Eli showed me this after we saw the movie. There is a video on YouTube you can look at that compares the sizes of blasts of explosions and different like as you detonate these different bombs and the destruction that it causes and what we have in the arsenal now and it is it's horrific Mm -hmm. it's 
it's insane. Like it's insane. Like the ugh. actually, maybe don't look at it because yeah. you can't unlook at it. And now I know information where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try to like go grocery shopping today. Well, let me just decorate <laughs> my little house over here. Like you feel like, oh. so yes, I don't love that. I don't love it either. But again, then you think, well, we have to do something because what if the only ones building them are fucking Kim right. Jong-un or whoever? And you know where they store them? Colorado. <laughs> Why? Yeah, your son told me this, Susie. Oh, <laughs> what's the story? That they have all like the nukes that they store in the mountains in Colorado because it's high above elevation. It's like safe from a lot of stuff. There's not earthquakes. Oh, There's, Lord. Okay. It's very protected all like right. a lot of the mountain mountains here and i just went to an off-road training course like we eli and i did this off-road class this weekend where we take the car out and like learn class how to, like, yeah oh That's it was so let me tell you if you ever have the opportunity to do this this was one of the if you have any four-wheel drive car mm-hmm. this was one of the most useful beneficial classes it was from 9 a.m to 5 p.m we learned how to emergency repair a car out in the middle of nowhere, like with things that you have on hand, how to like what you need to look for, how to check your car before you leave, like how to, uh, uh, you know, pick a line and, and get up certain, how to like maintain the momentum to get over things. I, f- I feel like a safer driver and like I can in one, like I'm more knowledgeable and better prepared anytime I get into a vehicle with this one class. That's great. Yeah, super helpful. But the guy who was teaching the class was saying, kind of giving his rundown of like his credentials and he does like these trainings for the people who transport the nukes. Oh man. Yeah. He's like, cause they need rescue. They need like, cause those are the things you do not want to have go down and like need to be rescued. (sighs) Can you imagine if you're trying to drive with that thing on the back of your cab? That's, and he's on. like, yeah, if you ever see, and he was like describing the setup of what it looks like of like two trucks in the back with this kind of trailer, right? That's the transportation of a nuclear I do not missile. love it. That is, like, it should be oh. illegal. And I'm like, have you seen these roads? These icy roads over here? You've driven them, Susie. They're insane. I feel like they should just build them where they want them. Right. Just like leave them. Huh. Why are you transporting these? I don't know. And like, like when right I'm listening to you taking that class, I'm just thinking that is so great. But like, or... You could yeah. not do this stuff. Right. That puts you in that position. Yeah, but this is like just good to know. Like, if you're dry, like, even there's, uh, uh, we're going to take the next class, which is a, uh, what do they call it? Recovery class. So, like, if you're ever, especially on these roads here, like, if you're driving in ice and yeah. the car flips over, how do you attach it to a tree at which points and which angles to flip it back over oh and to God. get, say, like, to, be safe. And when do you get out of the car? What safe roads are who good? is offering these classes? Oh, the, like the guy who taught it is, I told him after I was like, you are really good at your job. You, he is it's nice. He's been, he, he like, grew, he's from Pittsburgh. Oh, he's from Pennsylvania. I yeah, love that. He said he grew up in like the farms in, in Pennsylvania and he's been riding in like you know, four wheel drive cars and he like specializes in this and then started training people and he trains like the wildlife, like fire teams and, you know, people who have to get like, he does all search and rescue. He's part of like a, 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 like a 
Oh, and this is cool. He said in the state of Colorado, search and rescue is at no charge because they never want you to have to decide, should I call somebody or should I, like, can I afford to call somebody? They never, ever want anybody to make, have to make that decision. So they use this like volunteer based, like search and rescue. That's like tons of members that he's like a part of the training for. And I just love that. It's like, people yeah, who, that's like, good. Want like to rescue people if they're hurt or yeah i'm glad there's people like you weirdos but i just can't relate i mean tell the truth at any time in the eight hours were you like i'm bored no not one time i was it was in every single thing felt useful and i never felt like i was treated any different because i was a female in that class were you the only one there were two okay well that's that makes me happy that you and i never felt like he was like talking to the men or like you're just a passenger kind of thing when he when i didn't nod that like i understood something he's like you need to know that too do you get you good to like, oh yeah yeah i'm good got it like mm-hmm. yeah okay and it was he really he was so good so if you yeah i think that's a really good class i i would send i would also send i told him this is how they should fucking teach physics because all of it was about momentum. He was like talking about the laws of motion. I'm like, if you took a high school class out here, you would have everybody acing the test. I was like, this is how this is how they need to teach it. He had little. He used a little Hot Wheels car to explain like the tip over and like the where the center of gravity is mm-hmm. and how to get the center of gravity back under the car. He's like, this is all just physics. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. It was science all day long. I loved it because I always think you know those people. They're just like going to their friend's house or something and it's in a snowstorm. Yes. And then they like make one wrong turn and they're dead meat. That is, that is why this is, that is why I think anybody, if I had a child who was getting his driver's license, I I don't know why I say he, she, I don't, I just always imagine my child to be a he. I'm thinking of Lincoln, but I would want them to, I would sign them up for this class and be like, nope, you're taking this rescue and recovery class. You're taking the, the, she's putting it do. on the chore chart, put it on the chore chart. Yeah. Like you the, do not pass go like how to get out of, and they have, I found that they have an ice driving one where they teach you how to get out of situations. If you're driving it, I'm coming I mean, from California. I need this shit. I this just feel great. like there should be like a one hour version, like the real quick no, you one. You need the full day. It's immersive. You gotta <laughs> be like out there. Well, if I'm yeah. ever in the car with you, I'm going to feel real good. Yeah, you should. You should feel yeah. good. And, and he was, I, it was the only time where driving with two feet is encouraged. And I was like, he's like, does anybody here do that? I'm like, yes, I and do everybody too. else will be for it. Yes. And he's like, that is a, that's the best skill to have in this because you'll be able to maintain the throttle and, and yeah. get through, like, you'll, I, you can fine tune, like work with the motor more. And okay. like, ha. Huh. Suck huh. it. Everybody. Naysayers. Suck it. Yes. Yeah. I'll so. tell you what I want to suck on, and that is some liquid IV. Am I right? <laughs> oh, it's so funny you say that because we took them to this class and we we're passing no. out because we're like, this is, this is, we need this. And also, right. you know, I got a whole bunch of liquid IV that, like, this is what I give to everybody. I mean, you have to keep them on hand. Well, for Sarah, especially because in that freaking what's it called? High elevation situation. Yes. yes. It's like you're constantly parched and liquid IV is a little packet yes. that you can pour into your water. So you get hydrated faster and it gives you all the vitamins and minerals and all the stuff that you need to 
get there without having to drink. When you see those jugs people drink, I'm like, right. you are not being efficient. Liquid IV isn't just for athletes or bodybuilders or whatever the heck. It is great for anybody. Keep it for your kids after their games. Keep it in your car. It's great for travel. So it's for everyone, not just these fancy pants athletes. And they have tons of flavors. They taste great. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco. Or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code CANDY at checkout. That's 20% off anything when you shop Better Hydration today. Use promo code CANDY at liquidiv.com. Great for like after the gym. Yeah. Just keep it in your car or in your purse or whatever. Mm -hmm. Real handy. Yep. Go to Yes. Okay. Moving on. Um, okay. I guess I did have more to talk about, about this weekend than I thought. Look at that. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're so busy over there taking classes. Oh, just getting for life, man. Informed. (laughs) She's a troubleshooter over there. I was telling you, I'm like, yeah, we just got to keep learning. Like, this is like, I said that I'm like, I consider myself a lifetime learner. Like we always say, and I'm always into expanding my knowledge base. And now I know how to do, I can fix a belt in a car with pantyhose. I don't even know what a belt is. Right. In a car. You, the, it, where it, does that go? Pantyhose, they're like the thing that, that holds like part of the engine. It keeps the engine right. I don't know. It's like a belt. That's just what they say. I know what it looks like. It goes like. around something? Yeah. That's what belts do. Yeah. So I'm just like, and then like I know how stab to stab like, in the dark, and and they can snap and they can break, and you can use pantyhose in a in a pinch to repair it and get yourself to safety, where you can then call a tow truck or something. Oh my gosh, do you have pantyhose in your car? Like, nope, are you going to keep them? But in I your- will. Oh. <laughs> I'll put it in my in my emergency kit that I keep in the car. That is so just smart. a little pair, a little ninety nine cent. What else should I put in there? It's funny you say that because yeah. I did take a lit. I made. I was just looking on Instagram and this thing came up that was like, what's actually in people's like prepared kits and da da da. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I bet this would be interesting. I'm going to take a picture of this and talk about it because there were some items that I didn't think of. One of the things that was on multiple people's list is a jar of peanut butter. Okay. Because it doesn't expire very quickly and a little is, it's very nutrient dense it's like a good thing if you're like stuck in a snowstorm situation, you roll over in a bank and you're in there and need to wait to get rescued or something. Peanut butter. Yeah. Like, okay. That's I'm a great tip. That in there. That's Do great. you like creamy or crunchy? Crunchy. No. I know. You don't like that, huh? <laughs> Why? You feel judged well, right now? I don't know. The no <laughs> made, well, no. Li- made it a little bit judgy. I guess so. But I mean, is this something people have judged you for in the past? Yeah. Because it usually, oh. I usually get, but it's okay because Eli and I are both crunchy, so we're fine. That's great. Yeah. Soulmates. Yeah. Okay. Super crunchy. Because Lincoln asked me that last night because he just was like, who likes crunchy? You yeah. know, because if you have a favorite, you can't believe anybody would like the other one, I right. think. Eli's okay, such a know, fan. Crunchy. And he likes, he, he, he's very specific about the kind he likes. He likes, it's like Jif extra crunchy so for christmas because i always you know how i love stockings and he's jewish so i'm like the only thing like what we're but we're gonna do stockings we're each gonna do i'm gonna get him a stocking and fill it and so i wanted to get him peanut butter and put it in the stocking so i go to the store 
And I look on the shelf, and I've never purchased Jif peanut butter in my life. I'm always like the organic, blah, I know, right? Like you know, the oily, right. weird stuff. It's got to sit upside down for like 12 months <laughs> yeah, before totally. I even, like, you know, they got to mix it with like, oh, I think I need Arnold's pump up just to be able to mix the fucking thing. <laughs> uh, so I look on the shelf for the Jif, and it says extra, extra crunchy. And I was like, whoa. He didn't say extra, extra. Oh my God. And I had like, I must have stared at that peanut butter. And this was like, you know, not like new into us <laughs> dating, like but still coming like out the, of your yes, ears. In like the first, yeah. like, you know, couple months of like, meat. I gotta be honest though, at a certain point, it's just peanuts. It, it, that's it, what, so, yeah. and then when I got, I was like, I, I'll be honest, I had a panic because I didn't know it, what's too much. Is it too much peanuts? Like, because like, right. that's how I feel about Oreos. Like, I love an Oreo, but double stuff, blech. So, is this a double stuff situation where too much of a good thing is, is not a good thing anymore? And he's like, no that's the one and so like i just want to put it now out we there know to the jiff yeah. people extra extra crunchy is confusing yeah. just yeah, regular there's because there's twice. no extra there's right. no it's either there or there, i should say there's no crunchy it's either that's it it's smooth or extra crunchy and i was like that's over the top there's no what, what about regular crunchy? cool your jets yeah Jif. you can't just go like no stuff, double stuff. That's what it felt right, like. That is so true. Right? We've skipped something. So that's where the panic set in. I hope everybody's on board with what This I is just... how I know we have an opinion about everything. Oh, because I could, I could give like, you five yeah. minutes on Jif peanut butter, <laughs> yeah. which I still don't She's know if Jif or Jiffy. It's Jif. Jif, J-A-M. right. Yeah. Right, right. Jiffy is the cornbread yeah, Jiffy is the cornmeal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, here's a debate that I think is so, so funny. Better so, than smooth or crunchy. Yeah. In my, I get news about religion and there is this article about how at churches now, um, you know, of course, worship is always a big deal. And, you know, evangelicals have always do? done, <laughs> you're Isn't like, that's their bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. They love praise the bread the Lord. and wine or cracker. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But like evangelicals in particular, it's like worship, worship. They got the dry ice. They got the like electric guitars. They are really into the show. is like when you're singing and when you've yeah, like got music. your hands in the air and it's like, yeah. And somebody maybe yeah. is talking over it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh-huh. And for many years, they've been um, doing streaming so that people uh-huh. can watch from home. Yes. But I mean, obviously with the pandemic that increased yes. and a lot more ch- churches are doing that. Yes. And so... They said that they're feeling the heat. They're feeling the pressure because what it sounds like live is different than what it sounds like through your computer speakers when you're just directly oh, yeah. getting it's, the you microphone. You don't get the, the concert. No, it's not. Yeah. Right. And so it can sound pitchy. And so they're starting to use like auto-tune. <gasps> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The pitch correction and stuff. And I wondered auto-tune what your thoughts... Choir? Yeah, like the lead, the worship leaders. Okay, yeah. hang on a sec. If we're going to play like that's the way God made us. And I mean, then this that's is the, the way God made you. I thought that the whole message was like the literal good news was you are flawed, but Jesus is going to save yeah. you. Like we're imperfect. Right. But somebody's blood's washing it up mm. clean, sanctified in the blood, baby. Yeah. But apparently mm-hmm. you still suck. Yeah. And they you still got to be on pitch. Sa- 
Yeah. Funky. So yeah, what's that guy's name on American Idol? Dog. Yeah. Where he's like Randy Jackson. That's a no. That's a no for me, dog. Yeah, they're like that is pitchy as hell, and we need to fix it. I will never forget one <laughs> of the things that has stuck with me the most from all the episodes that we've done that you've said is when you talked about it must have been a book that we read for the book club, or maybe you this was just a original Susie idea. I don't know um, how somehow we made it. So everybody has to be a professional singer that singing just for the joy of singing is no mm-hmm. longer something. It, it's like we're, we became harsh critics and we were kind of discussing what was the, what do you yeah. think kind of, started that and maybe was it the rise of these things like American Idol and things where we're judging all the singers or maybe it's because people auto-tune now that we feel like we want everybody to be a better singer and and we're like more critical of it but when you said that and you said we should just be able to do this thing that's very natural that's very healing and powerful and grounding and like rooted in so many different cultures and and all good stuff and we don't do it or we hold back because we think we're not good enough that that is a problem and ever since you said that i feel less embarrassed to dance poorly or sing poorly and I that just do great. it. That is great. Good and for I don't you. Even care. And you know what? Your body will thank you. It's so good for your mind and your spirit and your physical body. Why not? Yeah. I just read something. This was a, a, a thing I was going to talk about many, many podcasts ago, but you had picked something else to talk about when I asked you mm-hmm. which one. And it was about our eight, like aging voices and how our voice ages. And yeah. how if we overuse or strain our voice, we can build up these little like fluid sacs, these little nodules on our, they get kind of filled with fluid on our vocal cords and it can make us sound uh, like that hoarse, like raspy voice, which, you know, I get all the time. And you know what helps cure it? Singing. No. Yes. Okay. Because it's like it's... vibrating the vocal cords that then flu- freeze the sack of that fluid. So yeah, singing, get it out of there. And and I had heard that even with like effects of COVID and like lung problems, that singing is one of the best things you could do for your lung capacity That's and so to help great. train your lungs because you have to breathe okay. well. It's diaphragmatic breathing. It's all very good. Yeah. Shout to the Lord, people, Amen. because the whole point, in my opinion of religion is that you don't have to be perfect. That's right. the whole message. And they come as you are. That was I Nirvana. hate this. Just kidding. <laughs> That's true. And also the Bible. And so like, I feel, <laughs> I feel, I, myself up. I do think that this perception that is intentional that like we are the perfect people yeah. and we are right. the Stepford wives and the blameless, pure, yeah. Yeah. whatever is toxic. It's number two, false. Totally. And number three, as you say, would prevent people from wanting to yeah. be there in their imperfect state. Un- expectations are the enemy. Enemy. And Creating unattainable expectations for yourself Mm -hmm. or others will only lead 
to sadness, misery. That was this week's Pump Club, one of the emails. Was it really? I didn't even read yeah. that. Yeah, it was about, you know, that See. part of what makes people sad is if they think it's whatever is supposed to be better. Right. So if you have realistic expectations, yes. you're probably going to be happier. Yes. See, Arnold Arnold knows. And I mean, I'll tell you who else knows, and that's Chime Banking. They know what's up. Help that They credit. know you need, yeah, get your credit cooking. You don't have to stress so much. It's important. Everybody needs a little extra money, and their online checking account is here to help you live yours. They have um, lots of perks with their checking. Fee-free overdrafts up to 200 bucks. You can get paid up to two days earlier with direct deposit. And then, I mean, then if you don't have overdrafts, then you're not affecting your credit poorly, as right. Sarah said. So it's all working and together like, to make good stuff. let's not give those big banks anymore. Of our, That's what I'm saying. You don't need to do that. This is like a digital uh, solution for like the old-timey banking industry. Yes. Sign up. Signing up for Chime takes minutes. Join the millions of other Chime members and sign up today. Get started at Chime.com slash Brain Candy. That's Chime.com slash Brain Candy. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Corp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Eligible Eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Always have to read the fine print. Yeah. No mumbo jumbo, That's though. Very good. Okay. Um, I yeah, I'm not in favor of this, but I do get why the experience is going to be different in person than it would be through a speaker on your computer, and they don't want it to sound like garbage. Well, but it, this is the problem: is like the thing that we. I mean, wouldn't you say that community and connection? is something that people really benefit from in church and in those settings mm-hmm. that I think what's happening is like, you can change the pitch all you want, but you're never going to be able to duplicate the energy and the, the feeling and the connection when people get together IRL. Mm. Yeah. And so, I mean, I suppose it's better than nothing for some people to be, yes, if they are, you totally. know, have limitations, but in general, yeah. I would think that the act of being there with your, your community is sort of the point, the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my opinion. I will see what our listeners think about that. But yeah. to me, it's like obvious. Um, Okay, so are you one of these people that when you're in the grocery store and you're checking out, do you go to a cashier or a self-checkout? I am a self-checkout person now because in this lovely state of Colorado, you can use the self-checkout and still get wine. In California, <laughs> you had to go through. You uh, it was self- a rigor- rigmarole. Yeah, self-checkout. So that changed. But now I don't really you buy prefer- wine in the grocery store anymore either. So yeah, usually self-checkout, it's faster, unless I have a whole bunch of stuff, in which case. But I also feel like they're going to chit-chat with me, and I'm not into that. Okay, right. That's for sure my stance. I do not want human interaction. 
just, you know, especially with like the small talk brigade, mm-hmm. um, I like medium or hard talk only. <laughs> so that is, or I guess I should say medium or big yeah. talk only. And so for me, it's like, if there is self-checkout, oh yeah, yeah, we are doing that. Yeah. So there was an article in the LA times and it was talking about this study, I guess, that was showing that, you know how there's the loneliness epidemic. Yeah. And then all these lonely people are like sad about self-checkout. And I have to say I was judgy. Well, there is, I think it's Sweden, uh, I think it's Sweden, Finland, somewhere in that general region, Nordic region. Uh, they started a separate line in the grocery store just for people. It's like for elderly people, people who want to chit chat, people who want to have small talk and they put the cashiers who want to talk and the people who want that and are looking for that and they give them a line. Okay. But like, it kind of feels like online church to me. It's like, this is not a connection. Okay. I guess if you don't have anybody in your life. substitute for that. Okay. Yeah. Like this lady, this cashier is not your buddy. But. She hates you. But I will say as somebody who like I can imagine as like a therapist, like if I was working with somebody who will say like depression is just taking hold of, then I would say let's find small, like let's not do a medium or heavy, big, big convo. Like that's too much. So let's do like, what's like a, not a 10 or eight, nine, 10. Let's one, a one, two, three of like social interaction. What Mm -hmm. feels okay. And then we're going to add all those up. So you're going to go to the grocery store today and then you're going to go to the bank, but you're not going to use the ATM. You're going to go in there and you're going to use that. And it would be like therapeutic and, and I could see myself assigning that as a homework assignment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's what and I think would be better. That. Oh, and then when I see those people who I know truly are in the clutches of depression at the grocery store, because they often are shopping at the same time as I used to when I lived in LA and had crazy schedule and was doing sessions until 11 PM. It's like the 1130 grocery store crowd is, is, they're having tough times. Tough times or or bad self either way, bad self care. Okay. I had bad right. boundaries with my schedule and they have just other self care <laughs> issues. I Sarah can attest to this. My I, what I think would be a better alternative mm-hmm. and more fun mm-hmm. is um my favorite kind of small or medium talk, which is with my servers at restaurants. Oh yeah. Because you have them more, you have them for an hour and then or you more. Get to, you get to reward them for their yeah. small talk with a little tip, and it doesn't. They're feel incentivized. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, and they're in on it. And usually they have the gift of the gab anyway, because that's why they're servers. Yeah. But I swear that then you can, if you're a regular, yeah, you'll meet the same ones all the time. That's great, and you will develop a relationship. And as long as you're tipping okay, they will be excited to see you. Yeah, I, okay, I'm going to add that to the list of homework assignments. It's like go go to the same like go chit chat. If you can't with... talk to a bartender, you got big problems. Right. That's their whole thing. Oh, can I tell you an experience I had the other week Uh-oh. that like was so uncomfortable? And you'll know about this because you and I shared the same experience once of this together. Okay, Eli and I go to a bar. 
the other, we'd go to a, well, like a Mexican restaurant before we were, but like a white people Mexican restaurant, not like, sure. like a Colorado. Say me- no where more. it's like, hmm. Tex-Mex. Still looking for good Mexican food. There's like two spots here that have them. Like, <laughs> so, um, that's not true. There are a few more, but you know what I mean? Uh, it's not California. Uh, uh, so we're there and this, this bartender is so clearly on either cocaine or methamphetamine. Couldn't what make were a- the symptoms? Oh, like, <laughs> couldn't make eye contact. Was like chewing his face off. Was oh being God. really weird and like jerky momentum. And then the other thing that was really uncomfortable is they were one of those restaurants that has their menu and everything on the phone. So Eli and I were both looking at our phone and then he was like annoyed that we were on our phone and they also right. had the pay the bill option on the phone. And then we went to go pay the bill. Another, uh, what I imagine is like the manager or whatever came over to like hand us the bill. And Eli was, he was like, Oh yeah, I got it. And Eli was like looking at his phone still when he handed it. And the bartender goes, yeah, they've been like that. It's like that all night. And, and Eli was paying the bill. No. And he goes, well, unless they're paying the bill. And I go, he's just paying the bill. And then he got, it was, but this guy was, what do you do at a restaurant when Mm. the person serving you is. Oh, right. We did have this experience. That was actually scary. It was. And I felt the same. Susie and I went to a restaurant once where the server was also definitely on I can only assume meth or fucking yeah that guy something. was unhinged and it was so much that like L- Lincoln was un- everybody was uncomfortable we're like no yeah, we're SOS. moving we're moving right yeah, now yeah. like all but I that's mean, not great what you don't want to have an antagonistic relationship with the person right. serving you and then I, I I can't help but think like is the rest of the staff like on this if I go tell the manager is is it like a a, a culture at this place where now like right. I'm just like telling his supplier that he's high like I don't <laughs> fucking know what the deal is I do not know what to do if the server is fucked and up. I'm not into those like the the um screen where you have to pay the bill and tip Ugh. that the server gives you because they just stand there while you do it I yeah. gotta tell them you're going to make less because I'll just pick the 20% instead of what I normally would do, which is like tip a, a ridiculous amount yeah. because it takes too long and I don't want to customize and make yeah. you stand there yeah. while I'm doing it. Yeah. I even said it to one of my servers. I'm like, do you feel like this system is affecting your tips negatively? Yeah. And she's like, I think it's actually helping because people feel Obligated. like I'm watching them and then they're going to give me 20%. Yeah. It's not for people like you. It's it, They're getting less from people like you. Yeah. And more from people who from the bozos. She said sometimes people will customize it though and make it less. Yeah. Which that takes some big balls. Yeah. Especially I when mean, it's like when I've looked sometimes I stopped I stopped like even thinking about that doing that. When I look down and I'm like, Oh, it's the difference between like a dollar and thirty nine cents and a dollar seventy nine cents, more okay. It's like a coffee. Yeah. yeah. The tipping thing is a little I know. Out of control. Control. Like, hey, bo- you know, that. bosses, pay your employees. Yes. That'd be great. Ugh. Anyway, um, I'm sorry that happened to you. What happened to me? No, I don't remember. Your bartender was. Oh high yeah, on yeah, dope. yeah. I was like, what? Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'm like what? Well, yeah, that was weird. But like, what do you do? Do you tell the manager? <sighs> you just eat. Like, I don't know. I guess I just feel. And then in I was like trying end. to be nice to him because I was like, oh yeah, hi, it's 
okay. Yeah, you don't, don't want him to jump across and yeah. strangle you. Bleed. I just feel like these the loneliness thing I get, and I am compassionate, but yeah. oh yeah, the self checkout is not the antidote. That's not where you're gonna solve that problem. This is just we want to pay people less, and now don't you feel like whenever you go to uh, check out, there's nobody working at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It's I love only- it. Oh, see, I don't. I don't love that. Well, you need help or what? You need assistance? Well, sometimes, yeah. And sometimes, mm-hmm. like, because I'm often in there to do things like buy firewood or buy ice that you need, like, the person for. Like, every weekend, I got to buy ice or. You're a specialty customer. Yeah. And I got to, like, mm-hmm. or, like, if they got to, you know, get somebody to fill a propane tank or something like that. This is why you always get in trouble, like, where people say rude things because, What's like, a, you're actually I gotta requiring. Have, I got to get you sell ice you want me to not buy it where am i supposed you're to not, get this stuff you're not the problem i'm just saying you have more opportunities to yeah deal with yeah dickheads. To, to yeah to, yes that is true mm-hmm. uh, yes that is 100 true <laughs> i feel bad for you yeah uh, don't it's fine uh, and i feel bad for the cashiers who have to talk to these lonely people i do because like they don't they so don't i think some cashiers that. love it i know yeah, the cashiers true. at that my old grocery stores who they just same with Trader Joe's grocery. The Trader Joe's. That is people. a requirement. Wow. Do they love asking you about your weekend? They do. They have to I do know. that. I just tell them I'm working. Even when I I'm do hate working. that question. You got big plans this weekend? Right. Shut up, right. Brenda. Right. Why do I, I hate that talk so much? to you? <laughs> What's wrong with us? <laughs> We're the worst. I know, but like I genuinely love people and care about them and want to hear about their weekends, but like don't ask me. Yes, me too. <laughs> What's wrong? Yeah, I I usually try to ask more personal questions and be like, "Who was the worst person you saw today?" And there's they usually have a great story about <gasps> some jackass. That's so good. Who was the worst yeah, I person the good you stuff. saw today? Okay, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna put that in the. Yeah, that's like, a great way. To cut, that's a great way to deflect from. I'm gonna use that. Yeah, let's shit talk like, other people. I don't want. That's what to, I want. I think when when you and I are both people that like hold emotional space for others. So when it, when it starts a small talk where they're just like talking to us, it ends up being emotionally draining for us because (laughs) we're like catering to their emotional needs in that situation, whether that's like high, like empathy empathy or who knows what that is. Or like, I have high curiosity. Yeah. Maybe that. So like, Like, that's a a way to turn it around real quick and just be like, Who's the worst today? We're going to have to turn it around and finish this episode now. I'm sad about it. This went by so fast. But this was a good one. It really did. I mean, I don't know if it was. But... Susie, you always say that. This was great. Remember when you accidentally <laughs> made a dog pun and now, uh, a dog pun and it was <laughs> yeah. hilarious? Repugnant. I heard one on, on last week's episode too. And I was like, we didn't even catch that. So we never do. And it happens uh-huh. all the time. I think it's because yeah. we, we've done this so much that I can almost see where your brain's going. And so my mind goes there and then I end up saying a thing that is related, like, I think that maybe is what's happening. I don't know. Yeah. And, and vice versa. And each you, other. You it's do. a whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. And you do the same. So I don't know. John McEnroe, white man, but hilarious yeller, which is so fun. They really don't need anybody like John anymore because the technology has improved. So like there's ways to determine if the ball is out that yeah. are actually accurate. Yeah. So that's good. But I still think that it's okay for all athletes to slam their tennis racket 
Me break too. their skateboard. I love an outburst. Bra- me too. I do not mind, especially one that's directed towards the thing that they're stro- like. That's fine. What are you going to hold that in? Like, don't go fucking punch the other player in the face. That's not okay. But you want to slam a tennis racket and get, go ahead. That go ahead. I'm, I'm totally, I have, I, I would, I'd be interested to hear what other people in the mental health profession would say about that. If I'm like alone on that Island. I think you were right on the right track when you said, okay, maybe it's not ideal, but it's not surprising. We're right. humans. And it's the passion thing. And like, they're going to, they're, it's hard to they rein that so in. Hard. It's hard to, you know, maybe we would say like, how do you feel afterwards? And, and <laughs> is that the behavior you want to choose? Da, da, da. But you that is the be... default. Like it's better than like holding it all in and then getting home and exploding at your partner because they like, I don't know, didn't fold the laundry right or something that mm-hmm. like if you repress those feelings take it out on the racket yeah i just think we should allow athletes to be expressive in their frustrations the same way we allow them to be expressive in their victories yeah i hate when they get penalized for that too Me like too. if they dance yeah. excessive celebration yeah. i think it's I, called. That, i'm like that we love that yeah forget it right. i feel like this whole episode is about like the fallibility and you know flawed nature of human yes. the human experience yes from blowing it's like, things up to uh, yeah, John McEnroe, Oppenheimer, yeah. um, the people that can't sing at church who just turn their mics down, do that. Yeah, put put it on the guy it that's real good. Fine, if you like, I've never listened to like and, and like, oh, I'm not going to listen to them because it doesn't sound like professional. There's some singing. real bad ones. Let me tell you. It's hilarious. Oh, now, I, now I'm going to need to be... Now I'm going to send you a link. Yes. There's a, a site where you can watch all the fails. It's really oh, funny. Oh, I want to see this. Because what's funnier than someone failing when they're being sincere? Yeah. Oh, nothing's funnier. Nothing's funnier. <laughs> okay. I'll get, you, I'll get you covered on that. Any hoodles. Thank you all for listening. As always, thank you for using our codes. Yes. And um, supporting us that way. It means so much. Oh, and check you. out our wonderful new merch. We've got a new sweatshirt up there. If you're in the Brain Candy Clubs, this you is are gonna love it. such a cool sweatshirt. It gives Top like notch. 90s throwback mm-hmm. vibes. Like Lichtenstein slash, oh, yes. slash Batman. Slash, um, um, uh, what was that show? Double Dare. Double Dare. Splats everywhere. Yeah. It's great. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye.